Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Braxtax. I'm here with Zach Hellman. How's it going, Brax? Good. Good. It's beautiful outside. Yes. So. 65 degrees or something. Is it 65? It's supposed to get up near 70. Darn near 70. Darn near 70. It is 68 at the moment. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. So we decided, let's just do this outside. Do our thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, look no, at that, that sky. Not good. What are you doing? <laughs> it's oh, the, you uh, were. the live feed. Yeah, you got to mute that. Yeah, it is muted now. Yeah, that's good. All right. <laughs> you are the one person watching. <laughs> yep. That is me. It's fantastic. Maybe we picked a terrible time to do this because it's so nice out that people will not actually be indoors. So, okay. looking at their phone. But, you know. Whatever. That's how it is. We're doing That's it. That's how it be. It'd be that way sometimes, <coughs> as they say. As they do, do people say. still say that? We just said it. Yes, <laughs> we are people. We are people. So, um, so first little announcement here. It's kind of cool. Um, so Easter week, there's some churches across the nation that are doing hashtag Jesus changed my life, and they're doing uh, a little. Um, like selfie video Um, it's like two minutes long someone sharing a very quick uh, testimony of theirs and uh, I would highly recommend people do that and then just uh, like share their um, church um, page in the description because then you know what an opportunity for evangelism this week right Right. so I'm going to try and do that I tried to do one uh, yesterday, but you know me, uh, the two minute video ended up being 11 minutes. Right. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. So. That's how it ends up being. Yeah. So I got to discipline myself to two, two minutes, Mm -hmm. but I recommend it. Yeah. And that just to any social media platform. Yeah. Yep. Jesus, hashtag Jesus changed my life. Okay. And uh, hopefully a lot of people will see that and then want to, you know want what we have as far as I mean especially just like how people need hope right now mm-hmm. I think that's really good for people to to tune in and um, yeah anyway leading up to Easter and then hopefully people will actually watch the live stream of of whatever church you know right. they, they shared so yeah so that's that's the one announcement that I have um mm-hmm. Anything on your part? Anything cool this week? Not really. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> That's how interesting. That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's right. it's corona season. It is. All right. So we are in John, uh, the Gospel of John, looking at who Jesus is, just focusing on the person of Jesus. Um, we did John 1 last week. Mm-hmm. So we will do John 2 this week. That makes sense because things are sequential that way. Yep. Starts with 1 and then there's 2. And then there's 3. But we won't be in 3 this week. We'll just be in 2. Just in 2. Just in 2. No more, no less. Nope. Nope. So um, we'll just kind of read. Take it like last week, I guess. Yeah. You know? Might as well. All right. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. And then the wind moved my page. Um, that's That's not written. That's not gospel. Um... Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and didn't know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you've kept the good wine until now. 
This, the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. So I think we'll just right. unpack some of what we just saw there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we get into that, people that are listening, um, if you ever want to... Truck. Uh, if you ever want, you know, add any comments or anything like that. Feel yeah. Free, feel free to, to send that in. Yeah, the, it's kind of like a good... The Facebook chat. Yeah, like... Um, like small group, but on my front porch, right? And I can't hear any of you, right? So, well, if you guys just want to interact, we'd love mm-hmm. to to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So, as far as we're getting into this, mm-hmm. um, the the first time that I had read this through, mm-hmm. when when Jesus says to his mother. Mm-hmm. Woman, what does this have to do with us? Mm. The first time I, I heard it, it almost felt like he was being disrespectful. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously that's not what it is, but that's what it really sounds like. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what do you think, um, like why that word choice? Do you think that, why is Jesus going for that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she is a woman. Right. <laughs> so I right. mean, I I don't think that disrespect is what is being portrayed there, especially since he is, um, you know, the perfect man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that we would maybe because we we don't know tone, right? You know, um, was it woman or was it you know, dear woman? Mm-hmm. You know. I would I would guess more the latter, probably um, more of a of a term of affection. I don't know. Maybe Jesus and 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 Mary have like this inside joke of you know him calling her woman. Mm-hmm. You know he he's he's a person, so we have to remember. Right. Um, you know we're we're getting this second hand, and I don't know. I don't know what uh, why the word choice. Um, but yeah, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> you know, I, I was, I, I was trying to think, like, what, what does his wine, or him, you know, being notified that they ran out of wine, mm-hmm. why does he have such this, this quick remark of, like, my time has not yet come? Mm-hmm. You know? Because when when he says my time's not yet come, he's talking you know about his crucifixion and yeah. What do you think? Like, oh man, what is his what is his time and or his hour and um why what it hasn't come? Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah. So what I was thinking was this is kind of the beginning. Of his ministry, mm-hmm. you know, this is when he's finally starting off on mm-hmm. on doing um, all all the works that are, are recorded in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, you know, th- this is now he's kind of on, on like a, a a schedule sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like his divine schedule of what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, doing things that are out of place, it, it, not on that schedule. Mm-hmm. That's not something that he's necessarily probably going to do. Yeah. Um, like my time hasn't come for me to be, you know, whatever about this one. Yeah. Um, but then, apparently, has something to do with his schedule mm-hmm. because then he gives wine to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That, that that that's what what my thought was at yeah. least on why that remark. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just keep reading and then maybe get some context to fill in maybe what what the hour is mm-hmm. why he says that um, his mother said to the servants right after Jesus says this do whatever he tells you <laughs> right so mom doesn't really seem to agree um, <laughs> and then 
And then the miracle. So there's six stone water jars there. And they are for the Jewish rites of purification. Mm-hmm. Each holding 20 or 30 gallons. So 20 or 30 gallons. Uh, six, you know, so this is like 360 gallons. Something like that. Math? It's like 180 at the most. 180? Is that right? Yep. <laughs> that sounds fine. That's, yeah, that's right. I, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of wine. It regardless. is. Yeah, regardless, it's, it's a lot of wine. 180 gallons of this stuff. Um, and he tells them, fill the jars with water. Okay. That is not surprising, right? Right. Because it's water. The, the water jars are there to hold water. Um, so imagine then what the servants are thinking. Like, what the heck is this guy doing? Because he's he's just telling us to fill up these Jewish purification jars mm-hmm. with what they're supposed to be filled up with. This is not going to help. Right. Um, and then and then he said to them, "Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast." It's just like no indication here that anything has changed. Mm-hmm. It's it's just water. Um, so they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine. So somehow in this process, mm-hmm. Jesus has changed the water to wine. Didn't know where it came from. Um, you know, he calls the bridegroom over to him and then kind of tells him, you know, he's like an MC, right? He's done this before, <laughs> right. not like MC Hammer. Um, but, you know, he's done this kind of thing before. He's he's um, seen how people operate when it comes to weddings. And what it is, is, well, you give people the good wine first. <laughs> and then slowly start mixing in some of the not as good wine. Because the thing is... Is that once people have drunk freely, they're not going to notice. They're not going to notice as much. Right. Um, but then he points out, so you had good wine at first, mm-hmm. but now you've given the better wine. So the comparison here. So it's not like it's not as though they gave crappy wine. Right. To start, they gave good wine to it's start. Decent. Yeah, and then you have Jesus' wine. <laughs> Which is apparently better than what, you know, this mm. bridegroom's family could buy. Right. Um, so that's that's interesting to me. And then this, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. So this is the first of Jesus' mm-hmm. signs. Yeah. And I just think it's funny. I'm a Baptist, right? And mm. my... My history and tradition is one of not drinking wine. And the first sign, first <laughs> miracle that Jesus does is in order for people to continue getting sloshed. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's right. just, right. It's, it's funny to me how I, I, you know, tradition tends to put things in boxes and Jesus uh, wants to draw them out of boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Right? So there's, on the third day, I mean, this is the last gospel written. Yeah. John knows the, um, the context of third day. Mm-hmm. Um, and intentionally says third day. So he's then probably, possibly, bookending his entire gospel with Jesus's right sign and and uh, ministry with third day, three days. Mm. So it's third day first, third day last. Um, and it's on the third day, there's a wedding. Um, I mean, in Revelation, we see the marriage supper of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the third day, I mean, we could just take this and run with it. Um, if we were doing a very expository sermon right now (laughs) it would probably you know you could preach a whole sermon just on on the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee Mm -hmm. is that Jesus on the cross accomplished a wedding reconciling God 
to man. You know, and I just it's just it's cool to me that first sign that he does is at a wedding right. on the third day. The last sign that he does is a wedding on the third day. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Um, the mother of Jesus was there. This is the first mention that we have of Mary in John's gospel. Mm. Um, Jesus was also invited to the wedding. Okay, so this is like a family affair, mm-hmm. right? Um, I find that fun. Jesus went to weddings mm-hmm. and drank wine and ate food and was not stiff and too much right. starch in his shirt. Um, he goes to the wedding with his disciples. Um, by the way, they probably, this. I mean, this is the first of his signs. Um, it's on the third day. This is very early on in his ministry. Disciples have no idea. Like, this is, this might be the third day for them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> They're just tagging along to this wedding. Um, and and then, you know, think about this, too. The the bridegroom and his family, you know, like, the family, has, his family has to plan the wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, I've gone through wedding planning before and you don't want to mess anything up makes sense you want to make sure that everything is planned out to the last detail um you want to make sure that you don't run out of wine yeah um when the wine ran out (laughs) (laughs) and and so then too the mother of jesus said to him I don't know what the relationship is with Mary and the, the family that's, you know, mm. um, planned this whole thing. But she is the one that goes to Jesus right. and asks him to do something. I mean, that's that's the force of her statement, right? That they have no wine is basically Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I just, you know, and then this gets into this whole, like, what was it like? raising Jesus right you know like did he do stuff as a kid where Mary just kind of knows like I know he can figure this out Mm -hmm. I don't know but uh, at any rate she says to him they have no wine Jesus said to her woman what does this have to do with me my hour has not yet come so it's the third day it's early on in Jesus' ministry the disciples are just following him um, he may be fresh out of uh, being a stonemason and craftsman. Mm. Like, this is this is early. Yeah. What does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And and so, you know, in the context, this it, back in verse eleven, this is the first of his signs, and he manifested his glory. Mm-hmm. So I think the hour is him manifesting his glory it's not my time yet to do that mm. I, it's not my time to manifest my glory his mother said to the servants do whatever he tells you here's my thought mm. I don't think Jesus is saying this is not my time expecting her to believe that um, you know, there's times in the New Testament where Jesus says things. He's like a master chess player and it, when it comes to human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, he says something to set the other person up for a checkmate. Yeah. Because he's not going to be the one to win, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he goes low and loses. Um, but, like, in Luke, there's the... Um, the Syrophoenician woman. She's not a Jew. She's not in the covenant community of Israel. Doesn't have access to the promises. And she's got a demon-possessed daughter. And she's following Jesus around and, and asking him to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is just silent the whole time. Right. <laughs> Which is not what we picture when we talk about Jesus in all of his kindness and grace. You know, we imagine him to be quick Mm. to, you know, go right there and and help her out. Um, But he just gives her the cold shoulder for a while. And then it's only when his disciples start complaining about it (laughs) to him. (laughs) You know, now she's she's after us because Mm. you're not answering. 
And then Jesus just says, um, you know, it's not right. Uh, or I, I've only come to the lost sheep of, of Israel. It's not right for um, uh, the father to um, take the bread from the children and give it to dogs. And her response, she catches on that, you know, which would seem to exclude her entirely. Um, in faith, she says, yes, but even dogs get what crumbs fall from their master's table. And then Jesus' response is, woman, you have great faith. Let it be done to you as you've believed. So what, what was her faith? Her faith was that Jesus would be happy to help. Mm-hmm. Even in the, the frowning face that he gave, even in the cold shoulder that he gave her, he, she still believed that he would be happy to help. Even if she were to be viewed as a dog, that he would be happy to help. Right. That grace would be coming her way. And, you know, just as an aside, I think that might be good for us as we endure these times where it might seem like God, Jesus, has given us the cold shoulder in not answering our prayers that this whole thing, coronavirus and all that, would be over um, or that, you know, joy would prevail and all that kind of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. personally still very sad by all this, the fact that I can't, you know, be with people. Um, but to maintain our faith that even though it might seem like God has given us the, the cold shoulder, we know that he's happy to help and that He that grace is coming our way. Mm-hmm. So what's... What's Mary's attitude? I think Mary's attitude is the same in this interaction with Jesus. Jesus sets it up that I'm not going to have anything to do with this because my time hasn't come. But Mary, her faith in her son, (laughs) so weird, her son, you know, because normally God's son, um, Mm -hmm. both are true. But her faith in her son is that he would be happy to help. So she goes to the servants and says, well, do whatever he tells you. Um, so now so that's that part but now there's the the six stone water jars um, and how Jesus interacts with them any thoughts on this initially so I mean they're, they're it's interesting because it's the for the you know the water pods, mm-hmm. um, it's it's significant that they're pointed out as being, you know, the ones that are used for the Jewish custom of purification, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it it makes sense for there to be some sort of link between what is done with them and what their original purpose was. Yeah. But I'm not quite drawing the link. Yeah, no. Um, so, I I heard this front first from um, Doug Foreman, mm-hmm. um, and he he really drew on this fact that there's this water that's meant for purification. But what can it do? I mean, all it can do is wash hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, which we're experiencing a lot of right now. Uh, <laughs> but all I can do is is the external, mm-hmm. right, in, in making clean. Um, it's not meant for drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but he changes what their purpose is of external washing mm-hmm. to make clean to internal so he changes it. Rather than washing your hands to make you clean, you will drink. It's going mm. inside, mm. not just remaining outside. So that's like the first thing I think we could see from from that. Right. Definitely setting up and pointing towards 
water of life. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Drinking once and you'll never. Mm-hmm. So all the the inward cleans mm-hmm. cl- cleansing. Yep. Aspect. Interesting. Yep. Um. And then we see the type of miracle itself. Changing water to wine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. right. Where have you heard changing water to something else before? Water to blood. Yeah. In Exodus. Yep. So, go to Exodus. Um, Moses and Aaron before Pharaoh. Probably should have looked this up beforehand. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> so, the first plague. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So Jesus' first sign, Moses' first plague. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he's going out to the water. Stand on the bank of the Nile to meet him and take in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent. You shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water that is in the Nile, and it shall turn into blood. Okay. So, I didn't didn't even know exactly what was said (laughs) reading that. By this you shall know that I am the Lord. And and in the context mm-hmm. is this is the first book where God's name is right. revealed right. as I am. And you see in the all caps there, be, by this you shall know that I am the I am. Mm-hmm. Which is super significant <laughs> because all throughout John, there are the seven I am statements mm-hmm. of Jesus. Right. So by this, you shall know that I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so cool. Right. And, and I think the, <clears throat> the wording in, in Jesus' signs mm-hmm. is significant. Because it's it specifically signs, not mm-hmm. displays of power. Yes. Signs of what? Yeah. That... He is the I am. Yeah. And then, so then, notice, what kind of sign does Moses give? Like, what's what's the intention? You know, or, or what's it called? You know, right. You know, it's, it's a, a plague. It's a plague. Yeah. Okay, so plagues are for judgment. Mm-hmm. And, and it's changed from water to blood. Mm-hmm. You don't drink blood. Unless you're a vampire. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, all of that craze has kind of died down for a while. Um, people aren't really reading or watching Twilight anymore. Thank goodness. Yes, that's over. But you don't drink blood. It's that That is a, a sign of judgment. Mm-hmm. Blood. Right? Now you have changing water to wine. Mm-hmm. Rather than a sign of destruction and judgment, it is changed to something that you enjoy. Right. That you can drink down, that gladdens the hearts of men. This is the first sign from Moses was one of judgment. The first sign from Jesus is take the cup, enjoy this that I'm about to give you. So now is the time of enjoyment and grace. Then it was a time for judgment. Um, let's see. So they fill him up to the brim. Mm-hmm. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, didn't know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the house, or the master of the feast, called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. Any thoughts on that? Well, the ordering is significant. Mm-hmm. Of, um, what I'm saying, yeah. 
typically what happens is the good wine and then the poor wine. But in this case, there's been good wine and now even better wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think of that as the uh, the the revelation of the law. You know, mm-hmm. the law is good. Mm-hmm. It you know, we hate it, but it's good. <laughs> um, and now the revelation of Christ mm-hmm. is so much better. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Oh yeah, I think that's. I think that's exactly what Jesus is setting up here. It, it you know, it's for the Jewish rites of purification. Mm-hmm. The miracle itself lends, you know, harkens back, echoes the the Old Testament plagues. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing is is like old and now new. Right. And then I think this is probably, you know, I, I'm just now thinking about this, but I I think there's a lot of Moses that comes up. In, in the Gospel of John, um, he brings it up in, in he brings up Moses in John five is another place, and we'd have to kind of go through the rest and just watch for for old Moses and now new Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but back, you know, last week we saw this um, from uh, John one sixteen for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace, mm-hmm. grace instead of grace. Right. There was grace, now there's grace. For the law was given through Moses. That was a grace. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So now I think this is the just what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the old wine was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It was the kind that you set first right. and then would you know, put poor wine because people have drunk their fill. Mm-hmm. But now we have a better one right so we have the old covenant and that was good but now we have the new covenant and that is better and then the, i think the last thing on this whole water wine thing mm-hmm. is um it's the first it's the first sign and we've already looked at this you know uh, it's the first sign on the third day mm-hmm. at a wedding, and then the last sign of Jesus is on on the third day and is a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's this is this is the first time that the, the disciples probably are having wine with Jesus. Mm. And then the last time that they have wine with Jesus, is right before he dies. Right. And and that aspect of take, drink, this is my blood of the covenant. Mm-hmm. There's just so much where Jesus is right. just weaving this together. Um, so that's why I think, like, again, his, t- his hour has come. Yeah. He is doing this intentionally because there is so much wrapped up here, here of this is what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. It is my blood. This is this is the new covenant for you, and it's better wine. This is who I am. By this, you will know that I am. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um. So, any 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 other thoughts on two one through twelve? Or I mean, I, I think. So far, at, at this point, we've covered all that I've thought of. Okay. We've covered all that I've thought of, too. Um, all right. So, we'll have to we'll have to keep moving, although I, I feel like we could just oh, totally be done with that. Right. Uh, but <laughs> there's a lot of good. There's a lot more. Coming right There's up. a lot more good. Um, so, the Passover of the Jews was at hand. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove, drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, 
What sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It's taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Right. Any thoughts? So, it, this, this particular part of passage, um, I, I think, reveals a lot about the, just the complexity of Christ. Kind of like we, what you were saying earlier, like a, a chess master mm-hmm. of, of dialogue and, mm-hmm. and communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Because a, a lot of the understanding of this comes from the the afterthought, the thought backwards that yeah. John includes. Yep. Like when he had died and risen, then the disciples remembered mm-hmm. this. And how it was all there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Jesus had it all mapped out and worked out perfectly. Yeah. He's a genius. Yep. And it it, it took time for them to finally understand mm-hmm. what he was saying. Yeah. Um and so I I think There, there, there will never be a point when you've got everything that Jesus has said figured out. Right. Never. Because it's so complex that it took, you know, these guys who were following every single step yeah. a long time, three years, to figure out mm-hmm. what, why he had said that or what that meant. Yeah. Um, so it's just so beautiful and complex. Mm-hmm. Beautiful in its complexity. Right. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, I think there's some of my like favorite movie moments do this well. Um, one of them is is Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. with uh, George Clooney, um, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Gosh, they had a lot. A lot of Don guys. Cheadle, I think, is in there too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of lot of big names. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia, what's her name? I'm sitting there. I I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Richards. I don't know. think it's that. Anyway, um, you know, the, you, they go through the movie. They're doing this heist, mm-hmm. and um, it looks like they've just totally failed. Right. Um, and then you get to see they they do the big reveal that um, the whole SWAT team thing was staged mm-hmm. um, that there weren't any police that had come to to keep the robbers from actually doing their thing um, and that they had just walked out with the money because they were dressed the way that they were Right. and uh, you know the first time that you watch that you're just like oh, <laughs> you know um but then the second time you watch it, you're you're not as impressed. Um, well, actually, I, t- I take that back. The second time you watch it, you watch it because you're watching for the details right. that they they put in intentionally for you to see that they were actually planning this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a good movie will make you want to watch it a third time and a fourth time to see the details of how they were setting things up. And I think, like, what you're saying is Jesus does this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and all the people around it, like the disciples that are following him, are expecting him to be the Messiah who comes to throw off the Romans. Mm-hmm. So all of this just doesn't make any sense right. <laughs> at all. Right. I mean, he, he says, just, you know, here's the sign, okay. They say, give us a sign. Here's my sign. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. If you're just thinking that this guy has come to be a military leader, to reign as king over Jerusalem, and throw off the Romans, why? <laughs> right. Why? Right. <laughs> like, we like the temple. Why? <laughs> you know, like, for Minnesotans, our temple is the U.S. Bank Stadium. Right. 
and we go. We like the U.S. banks to do. What does this have to do with anything? <laughs> what does this have to do with the Romans being thrown off and you reigning as king? How can you even do that in three days? Like, what is going on? Um, but Jesus has set things up. Anyway, it's good. I like yeah. that. Um, if you could say more words. Right. Um, yeah, so when, when, when Jesus walks in and, he, you know, he makes the, the, the scourge of cords, the whip of cords. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he drives out all these, all these people that are buying and selling in, in the temple. Um, and he, he just straight up tells them. And this is the part where I wish I could have known his tone. Because mm-hmm. he says, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know how he said that. Mm-hmm. Like, w- was he, you know, angry and loud? Mm-hmm. Was he solemn that people had done this to his father's mm-hmm. house? Like, um, and I, I feel like, just based on context, he was probably angry. He was, Sounds like He it. was flipping tables. He was <laughs> dumping money on the floor. Yeah. Um, That's... So he was probably angry. Yeah. I really want that to be a Christian catchphrase for someone being mad. Yeah. He was flipping tables. He was... Oh, gosh. He yeah. was flipping tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm could be mm-hmm. um, so probably angry I would think so um, and oh gosh this is good because then then the Jews probably you know the Sanhedrin the, the, the big guys yep are saying like Jesus what, why are you doing this yeah like and, and what, by what authority do you have mm-hmm. to do these things yeah and I think that's a total missing the point mm-hmm it's, you know, they're, they're asking for his authority, you know, by what power is he doing this mm-hmm. when he just did it. Yeah. He cleared out the temple of all these thieves and robbers mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which, th- that is, is that considered one of the signs? That's not one of the signs. I mean, it doesn't say, it doesn't uh, say explicitly that this is a sign. But he, he does fulfill the, the psalm bit, right? Like, yeah. if your house will yep. consume me. Yep, he does. He does do that, and then in other accounts um, of this event, which I think this is the same event, probably. The only reason why it seems kind of weird is that this was. Um, it's written so early on in John's Gospel, right? And it's written more chronologically in the other Gospels of right. towards the end. So some people are like, "Well, maybe he did it twice." My thought is he did it once, and that John is just kind of. Um, taking a snapshot from the first week of Jesus' life and then taking a snapshot from the, the last week of mm-hmm. Jesus' life for some reason. Right. Which I hope we'll get into. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we only have, you know, like 15 more minutes. So right. we'll have to see right. how it goes. <laughs> um, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a sign necessarily mm-hmm. in, in that sense because then they ask, you know, what sign do you show us? Right. Unless this is the sign. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesus says, um, this is my sign. Mm-hmm. Destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. That's the sign you should watch for. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think that his tone is um, uh, indignant mm-hmm. that this is going on. Um you know, one of the reasons is the temple is supposed to be a house, a, a place of meeting God. Mm-hmm. It's a place for prayer. And and it's be, been cluttered mm-hmm. by all of these distractions and all of this stuff that is just about advancing yourself mm-hmm. rather than advancing you to God. Right. You know, get, coming before God. That's what I mean by advancing to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, if they were selling somewhere else, you know, Jesus, I don't think we could take this and say, Jesus is against capitalism. Right. Um, I don't think that's what's going on. If they were selling other places, Jesus doesn't flip their tables. Right. But they're doing it in the temple. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I think... And then, you know, the other thing that I thought was interesting, what you are saying, um, was what sign do you show us for doing these things? And you said that they missed the point. Yeah. 
Um, it's, I, I agree. I think they shouldn't be asking for a sign. They should be considering, wow, we let that go on that long. Right. You know, they shouldn't be looking for authority, you know, by, by whose authority do you do this, Jesus? They should be considering whether he has the authority or not. Is what he just did right, and did he do it for the right reasons? Mm. Like, should there actually be people <laughs> sitting around, you know, taking Gentile money and then, uh, you know, converting it to Jewish money so that they can buy sacrifices and right. making a profit off of it? Right. Should they? No, they shouldn't right. be doing that. Right. Um, and yet they want to maintain status quo. They like how things have been, so they get mad about it. Um, so really, you know, kind of, kind of quickly, mm-hmm. why? Because it seems like this is chronologically like this doesn't. If this is the one time that Jesus cleans the temple out, right? Why is it that John? decides rather than leaving it to the end of his gospel like mm. all the other gospels do mm. and and whether or not there is a second time n- none of the other gospel writers talk about the second time if this is a second time mm-hmm. so why does he bump it right up next to um, the wedding mm-hmm. and the sign that he did there and then and then this, cleaning the temple. Right. Um, oh man. So, I don't. And by the way, I don't know if I have an answer for that. I just like the question. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's two things that I'm seeing right now. One, um, this is probably the the less likely. Thematically, it's setting up the story of of his um, death and and resurrection from the beginning. So, putting the entire gospel in that lens. Mm-hmm. Or, he's put it next to, um, he's taking the wine, and then putting that right next to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the Last Supper with the wine being his blood, and then he, when he's talking about the temple of his body, mm-hmm. the, the temple is a stand-in for his body. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I'm seeing maybe that, but um, I don't. I don't necessarily know. So you're saying maybe um, the wine is talking about his crucifixion, right? And then uh, the temple is talking about the resurrection. Could be. Um, I mean, the people of the party were drinking the wine, right? Drinking the, the blood, and then they'd mm-hmm. be. You know, tearing down the temple, breaking it down, mm-hmm. and tear bread to eat it. Mm-hmm. But that's just my guess. Yeah. So on the third day, there's a wedding at Cana, and in the next scene, it's the the Passover of the Jews was at hand. Jesus went up to Jerusalem, like you do. Like you do. Makes sense. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons. And the money changers sitting there. He got rid of them all. <laughs> Don't make my father's house a house of trade. And then what sign? Here's my sign. Destroy this temple. In three days I will raise it up. So there's three days there. Third day. So... Um, I don't know. I think he's being intentional. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to do more digging. Right. To see. Imagine the further we get along. Yeah. It might hopefully become more and more clear. Yeah. Um, now Jesus was... He, uh, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. So he's doing signs in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, on his part, didn't entrust himself to them. 
because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. So we have the disciples, after they see his sign, they believe in him. Now, at the Passover, many people see the signs and believe in him. But Jesus, on his part, doesn't... You know, they're kind of giving... Um, they're kind of, in a sense, putting their trust in him. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is not returning the favor. Right. At least with these mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. And the reason is that he knows all people. Mm. He knows what's in them. Doesn't need anyone to bear witness about man. Right. You know, Jesus, this is what we're all about. No, I know what you're all about. <laughs> he himself knew what was in man. Um, and next time we'll, we'll see... Um, a man, right, in John three, mm-hmm. um, and and what was in him, yeah. Um, but for now, I think kind of the cool stuff that we've covered today, right, is um, by this you will know that I am um, changing water rather than to blood for judgment Mm -hmm. into wine that we might be pure on the inside not just of ritual washings of being clean on the outside but being clean on the inside and enjoying Mm -hmm. um, this new covenant which is better the old covenant was good but the new covenant is better more enjoyable more satisfying um yeah. Any, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, so I, I think this is really setting up the entirety. The, the rest of, of the Gospel of John is by this, the Gospel, mm-hmm. we, we will come to know Jesus. Yeah. Um, so pay attention. Yeah. Because you're about to get schooled yeah. on, on what Jesus is. So, who, yeah. Who, who this person is. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. John 3 is going to be good. We might have to take a couple weeks. Maybe. <laughs> possibly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got a dog hair in my mouth. Mm. That's gross. Delicious. Anyway. Right. Thank you all for joining. This has been Brax Text. <laughs>